0: that sean belby i see britney turns getting buckets <laughs> welcome to episode one of in the zone before i introduce my special guest for this podcast i'm going to pick up where i left off in episode zero what hurts more the pain of hard work or the pain of regret if all you had to do was work hard and it would be guaranteed that you would be a professional at your specific craft would you do it You were born with the God-given abilities and all you had to do was take advantage of it. Around 90% of high school basketball players think they're gonna go to college, be successful, be one and done, and then go to the NBA. But are they willing to put in the work to make that happen? I've only seen one one and done player since my past five years at Syracuse. Why? This player would go to the gym every single night, whether it's before the season, during the season, or after the season, and make 700 three-point shots. Let me say that again, 703s with no one watching, just the two of us, me and him, shot after shot, swish after swish. These late nights with no one in the gym, the two of us made him ready for the big stage. Just ask Malcolm Brogdon. You don't shine in the bright lights. The bright lights only reveal your work in the dark. And this kid worked in the dark. With this being said, I'm super excited to welcome the first ever guest of my podcast, the 22nd pick, in the 2016 NBA Draft, Malachi Richardson. Malachi, how's it going today? Thanks so much for coming on the podcast.
1: Man, thanks for having me, bro. I definitely appreciate it uh, um, that I can be the first person.
0: Yes, sir. Uh, first person, so it's pretty special. But, you know, let's jump right into it. Um, so how you been? You know, What you been up to in this quarantine? How you been staying busy?
1: Man, so uh, trying to just stay, stay in shape. That's mm-hmm. been the main focus. Uh, had got a little weight set in the house, so oh, yeah. been doing that, and then uh Las Vegas opened things up a little bit, so I've been able to go to Impact. So mm-hmm. definitely getting my work in, just trying to prepare for the CBT.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you that because uh, I saw you posted that uh that story or that repost. I was wondering if Impact was open. Um, yeah. Is there a lot yeah. of guys? In, there are a lot of guys in there right now. Uh,
1: yeah, it's a decent yeah. amount. Uh, a yeah. bunch of pre-draft guys, a uh, couple couple first-round picks out of there. Um, yeah. Some some older guys, yeah so it's it's been good though, uh yeah. definitely still trying to keep the social distancing up, but mm-hmm. no, uh, it's been you. good,
0: yeah, so you had a season ending injury this year, right
1: yeah, so i had a uh, I broke my hand back in January mm-hmm. I had surgery, yeah,
0: so you started out in Israel and then you went to Italy, and yep. uh so you got hurt in Italy and then came back for the surgery, came back came back to the states
1: so i had I had surgery there, I had oh, surgery really? in uh, in Milan, yeah, mm-hmm. so how was that yeah
0: was it sketchy uh, or was it like, was it legit?
1: It was legit. It was, yeah. it was, um, I can't think of the doctor's name, but he was mm-hmm. like the best uh, hand doctor. Oh yeah. In, in awesome. Italy. So yeah, the team, team took care of me there uh, mm-hmm. for sure. I, and I loved Italy too. Yeah. I definitely loved Italy.
0: That's awesome. So then you flew back to the States after that because the season, the season was over for you. And then, yeah. uh, so, yep. you, so you moved to Vegas right when you got back, you bought a house out there.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. we had purchased a house out here. Um, mm-hmm. February like 18th or 19th, and then we end up getting home like right right before then, like the 15th or something. So mm-hmm. it, everything dope. like it worked out in a yeah. crazy crazy way. Mm-hmm. So awesome. it's yeah, a blessing.
0: Congrats. So I know you're new new father. Just of a is your son a year old yet? Year or two.
1: So he's two now. He's he just two? turned That's two awesome. in April.
0: Yeah. So how's how's life as a father, especially playing Different. overseas? um did your did your son and your girl go with you overseas this year
1: yeah so they were yeah. with me so uh took him over he got to sit on a flight for about 15 hours
0: so,
1: yeah was it was that? good though uh it was different but yeah. it was good we all we had lots of fun in this mm-hmm. and in uh italy so yeah just being able to get out and see the world mm-hmm. like it's crazy
0: right
1: and huh. the, i don't think too many people know this know, know this about him but he's he's canadian too, so really? he's born in Canada. So okay. Jeez. He has a he has a Canadian passport. He's That's awesome. Pro- probably been to more cities and countries than uh, a lot of people. So. Yeah. He's he's definitely well traveled.
0: Yeah, well, he's been to more countries so far than I have, and he's only two years old. So, <laughs> um, but uh, a couple things I want to cover. Do you remember the first time? The first time we met. First time.
1: Uh, I know it was at school.
0: Well, you're wrong. So actually, the first time we met was in the eighth grade state championship. Oh, Uh, (laughs) yeah, uh, I remember. Bringing back the old days. So uh, for everyone listening uh, to the podcast, Malachi and I played against each other in the eighth grade state championship, middle middle school state championship. Uh, I'm going to go on the record here and say that my team won. um, But I mean, Malachi's team wasn't that good. They just had Malachi. Um, but I remember telling my, my team going in, I was like, yo, like, they got this guy. Like, listen, like, he's the diary of a baller on Basketball Spotlight. Like, you guys <laughs> don't know how good this kid is. I used to look up to Basketball Spotlight. I'm, I still remember the first time I got published on the website. I thought it was a future lottery pick. Uh, hey, you, you want we'll to know what's crazy, that. though, about that?
1: I had a, a, a game in New York at Gaucho's mm-hmm. Gym yeah. that morning.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I remember so after you, the game, you showed up you know, late.
1: We drove right. Yeah, I was like mm-hmm. running in. Yeah, right it was like a minute
0: left. It was like a minute left yeah. on the clock and layup lines. And all oh my yep. guys were like, "Yo, like he's not showing." I was like, "Yo, like he's gonna show. He's the yep. dire baller. Like y'all don't understand." And then you end up coming in with like thirty seconds left in layup lines, yeah. uh, whatever. Um, I don't remember the score of the game or anything. I just remember that. Week. I think
1: y'all y'all might have won by about twenty though. Yeah, we were 15, nasty. At least. We
0: were really good. I was like the only dude under six foot. Like in the start. Yeah, y'all were good. I'm a, y'all uh, were definitely good. We were really good. good. Um, we didn't lose. I didn't lose a game. Yeah. was like, a, we were like 120 and 0 throughout like the two I, years.
1: I think we only had like 30 points, and I had like really? 28 of
0: them. I bet. But one of the main <laughs> things I remember from that game is I must have been maybe close game in the first half or something, and you were yeah. at the free and you were at the free throw line, and uh, your dad or somebody they were like they screamed out they're like, "Yo, Malley, like you make this free throw, I'll get you another tattoo." And I like, started looking around. I'm like, "Yo, like, Malley's in the eighth grade, and like, he's already like, he already had a couple tattoos at the time." Yeah. And then uh, my
1: mom let me get started a little early.
0: Yeah, I was like, I was freaking out. I was like, "Yo, what is going on?" <laughs> um, but yeah, that but that was uh, that was the first time we met. Um, so was awesome. I do remember that. That's yeah, funny. I definitely remember knew, that. Never knew that we'd end up being teammates. You know, five right. years. Right. It's it's us. crazy
1: how people cross paths again.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Um, so then, after that, you went to TC as a freshman, right?
1: Yeah, I went to TCA, and then I transferred to Roselle.
0: So when you got to Roselle, um, you played with Roby, again, who we ended up being teammates with at Cuse, both as freshmen. Um, Is that how you first started to get noticed by Syracuse? Because they were coming to see Roby just because he was already committed there, and then they ended up seeing you?
1: So uh, I'm not sure. I don't really remember when exactly I got my first offer. Mm -hmm. But once they – I think – and I believe it was uh, Seton Hall, Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't really remember, but yeah, my freshman year, they the, the interest started to come in, and then mm-hmm. I remember Coach Beham coming my sophomore year with Roby. They were coming to watch Roby, but yeah. him and uh, Coach Hop they came oh, yeah. to open gym.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And it's funny though, because Coach Beham was literally asleep probably the whole workout.
0: That's hilarious. That's literally so the whole workout. Yeah.
1: But then after that, uh, you know, Hop has good ties with um, Team yeah, exactly. Final, mm-hmm. so uh the, the communication picked up and
0: mm-hmm.
1: took off from there yeah but yeah I know uh, you were, definitely my sophomore year
0: yeah i know you were pretty well known before that you know in the area and stuff like that do you feel like that sophomore year was like your kind of coming out party you guys won the toc that year right that's when you guys beat carl that year yeah and yeah, in the beat TOC. Carl, Wade. yeah. yeah. Um, and it was like you roby and a couple other guys and you guys beat them in the toc final um yeah
1: it was, it was a great game too. It was like no one no one projected us to even be there because everyone yeah. thought St. Ants was gonna win it. So
0: yeah.
1: beating St. Anne's in a parochial B was 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 crazy. Mm-hmm. And and even just getting there and being able to actually play the TLC uh in my hometown after mm-hmm. everyone had like not seen me play or only been hearing things.
0: Right.
1: So that was that was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, whole family was at the game. So it yeah. was fun.
0: I remember uh I think I might have been there. I watched it on, on TV or something, but Roby like kind of dominated Carl Towns in that game. Um, yeah. And he was like all over, like, yo, like this kid going to Syracuse, like just dominated, like the best player in the country, whatever. Um, right. <laughs> so, but Roe was, Ro, when Roe was locked in, Rob was tanked.
1: Man, Robe was, when, when he was locked
0: in, bro, Yeah.
1: It, he's a different beast. Yeah. He was, he was a killer in, in high school, mm-hmm. for sure,
0: mm-hmm. for sure. But then you, you kept playing for team final after that through AAU days uh um, yeah and I felt like going into Syracuse you had a chip on your shoulder because if I remember correctly didn't you drop in the rankings kind of a little bit going into your senior year um, uh I believe like a few so spots, I like five or yeah spots I was or like, something like 15
1: that. or some, or 14 yeah. or 16 mm-hmm. I was somewhere in there and then yeah. I ended up falling to like 21 or 22 yeah. or something like that I remember but, but that it was just a bunch of guys in front mm-hmm. of me that I felt like mm-hmm. shouldn't have been in front of me so yeah
0: I remember seeing that, and I, I saw a bunch of articles kind of defending you, and they were like, "Oh, like you guys are just dropping him because he didn't average 25 on the circuit, but like you guys were the best team in the circuit that year." It was like you exactly. Trey, yeah, like, you try, fresh, uh, Dante. Yeah, um, we, so like, uh, you guys were like the best team.
1: We went 15 and one. I think our first loss was the very first weekend. It might even mm-hmm. been our first game, and then we didn't lose anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: we ran everybody out the gym. Yeah, like no matter who it was
0: hmm yeah uh, it was just funny um, yeah. that you dropped like that but your team was so nasty you didn't have to average 30 you know like all exactly. the, like Alonzo Trier and all those other guys um but I felt like you had a chip on your shoulder going into Q's like you had something to prove I told the story before this um not too many people know about this that you would make 700 threes <laughs> mostly every single night um at Syracuse um and I most of the time I'd be just ended up finishing or, or coming in after you um but mm-hmm. not too many people know about that um and I kind of had a couple people hit me up after my last podcast I kind of told a little motivational story about you um I didn't drop your name but um so Malcom Richardson is the guy um for all those people you know asking me about those questions um but like I said I always felt you had a chip on your shoulder um you know you weren't going out to the bars and, and hanging out with a lot of people um you just stayed in the gym and I always respected you for that and um, you mm-hmm. you know you accomplished your goal and you were one and done. Um, so, I, you know, I was always happy for you um, Do you just want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so uh, that was something that me and my mom We actually did damn near every night mm-hmm. when I was in high school So we would go back to the gym around like eight or nine and just and just get as many reps in as possible and then mm-hmm. it got to the point where making making a 25 spot just wasn't enough.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So each time we would just increase it, increase it, increase it. And then it finally got to the point where we were at like 700 and there were, there were times when, uh, if I knew like we had a really big game, like mm-hmm. I would try to go in and get a thousand in
0: yeah. or
1: if a thousand was too much at once, I would go in early and get 500 in and then come back and make another 500. Mm-hmm. So I was definitely always there. I, I just felt like that was my best way to be prepared for a game going Mm -hmm. in the next day just having a really good rhythm going so yeah I I always felt like that was the best way to do it
0: mm -hmm. obviously no one knew because you know you'd always be going back at night but I remember the first game hop took over when Bayham got suspended we played Georgetown and we lost at Georgetown and then after the game everyone was in the locker room and you know obviously all the coaches were upset and kind of, you know, going at each player one by one. And the cop was like, hey, Mally, like, I haven't seen you getting your shots up in, in like, a couple weeks. And you were like, nah, coach, like, I go in at night and get my work in. I felt yeah. like everyone was, you know, like, no, he doesn't, you know. But, you know, I was sitting there, and I was like, oh, he does. So obviously, you know, I didn't say anything. <laughs> obviously, I didn't say anything. But, um, you know, I, I was there to back you up if, if ever needed because, you know, I, I knew you were in there. Uh, but going into that year, did you, did you think you were going to be playing 35, 40 minutes a game? Um, what were your kind of expectations, you
1: know, going into that year? Uh for me personally, I just wanted to go in. I wanted to go and compete. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I had no idea what to expect. Yeah. Because what high schooler knows what to expect going into right. college Um, you know, knowing that Trevor cooney's there, Mike yeah. Benege is there. Mm-hmm. Like we know we're talented, mm-hmm. but who how are we gonna do this? Like how, yeah. how are things gonna work? How's mm-hmm. college? How's yeah. college life? So it it was a lot of uncertain things but the road that that it took to get there and then how everything played out uh, unforgettable
0: mm-hmm.
1: just even even the days that we we would have to wake up early to work out with g mac right and ryan Cabillas would have us running on a track like mm-hmm. the, all that stuff is just crazy looking back at it it, it was so fun especially mm-hmm. being around all the guys like exactly. that's one thing i definitely missed mm-hmm. like i still remember when mike went and got the batman tattoo like yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. all that stuff is unforgettable
0: yeah all those all those late nights on south and everything we used oh, to do is the best all the way in the back or even, or,
1: or even just being in uh in summer school yeah being in a, uh, <laughs> like we were just looking for something to
0: do exactly going to eat at ernie every single day in between class right and stuff like that yeah those were good old days um but like you said we had mike and trev and roby and tyler no one even really knew about tyler um right uh, basically until the middle late end of the season um but yeah going into it I didn't even know if you, obviously everyone I knew you were really good but I was like hey Mike you got like I didn't know how much playing time you were going to get and right I didn't exactly. know I didn't know until that year how good Mike was Mike was that that year Mike was a tank um uh, only really in one game that whole season under double figures um yeah and then I remember one time after the game, you were quoted in an article or something. You were like, oh, Mike Benajay is our LeBron James? Um, but he, <laughs> he, was, he was really good. And uh, him and Trev were great leaders. Um, yeah, I think for that, sure. That's, that's why our season was you know, like it was. Um, but yeah, obviously, you know, I'm going to see a tournament now. Um, we weren't supposed to get in. I don't know if you remember, that year was the year the bracket was leaked. Yeah, yeah I We were in. That. We were in the locker room at Mello, and no one thought Wait we were going to see get, in. We were gonna get in. <laughs> yeah, no, one, no one, thought we were going to get in. See. And then somehow the the bracket leaked on Twitter, and found out we were the 10 seed. But yeah, we we beat Dayton, a, a solid dayton team, and we are like, okay, you know, we have to go against Denzel Valentine and Michigan State. Right. Um, I remember you guys were actually doing media, but me and the rest of the walk ons, we were in the hallway watching Michigan State play Middle Tennessee. And they were like, Middle Tennessee was just crushing them. We were going like, to come back and lock like, Oh, God, Middle Tennessee is beat, winning right now. And everyone's like, nah, like, you got to be lying, Right.
1: I was like, no way. Yeah. But <laughs> we actually we actually went and, like, watched the end of the game, yeah, which is bizarre. Because yeah, no one ever does that. Like, we exactly. actually was like, this yeah. can't be real. Uh-huh. And lo and yeah. behold, they're spanking them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're all hitting threes, standing in the tunnel. Trapping. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, I was like, wow, this is crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were a great team, though. Um, So then we ended up playing them, beating them. I think against Zaga was next. Uh had a comeback, big comeback against Gonzaga, too, I don't really remember. Yeah. And uh they had Wilcher and Sabonis. And I don't even remember. Wilcher came out, hit like four straight threes to start uh, the game.
1: You think I will forget? <laughs> 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 yeah, it was like, yo, they're they're one, they're huge, mm-hmm. and two, they're not, he's not missing right now. So what are we gonna do to mm-hmm. stop this? And somehow we we pulled it out. Another that was, game that we were yeah. not supposed to win.
0: That was when Leiden was playing mostly center spot, so it was like exactly. him. He was like that's when he was like 200 pounds maybe. So Sam right. go, exactly. going up against Wilcher and Sabonis, who was like seven two, like 270 pounds. Whatever. Um,
1: and then and then I'm in the back trying yeah. to rebound. Yeah,
0: you <laughs> and Rob Ro in the back trying to rebound. Um, but no, that was a great game. Um, and then obviously the Virginia game next. Um, I just want to talk about you know the first half a little bit. Obviously we're all struggling. Uh, we actually started out the game pretty good. We were winning like eight nothing and then they just went on. Like yeah, crazy. and they they like
1: they hit a switch mm-hmm. and didn't miss for at least a good ten minutes. Yeah. Um
0: and then I remember at halftime you only had two points at half. Um uh, yeah. we are in the locker room and you know, coach kind of called you out there <laughs> trying to get you going. Um, uh, yes. you know, what did he say? What did you say to yourself at halftime to, you know, kind of get yourself going like you did in the second half?
1: Uh, basically, it was just like, is this how you gonna want to finish your season? Like, Mm -hmm. you want to go out playing like this, and we don't come this far to just for the end like this. We got Mm -hmm. senior leaders. Like, there's no reason we should be playing this bad Mm -hmm. on this big of a stage with a chance to go to the Final Four. There's no reason.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And we had seen Virginia. We we knew what they were about. Like, yeah, they got us, but we knew we could at least fight. A little bit more than what we were doing, so mm-hmm. I think that was that was the switch that got me going a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I was actually able to get to the free throw line. Uh, I came out and got fouled a couple times and mm-hmm. got a rhythm at the line. And then we started pressing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, once that happened, it was over for
0: him. Yeah, I didn't even realize. I actually watched the game like a couple weeks ago. Um, they were the they were a one seed in the tournament. Uh, yeah, I didn't even know yep. that. Um, I forgot. And then Malcolm Brogna was actually ACC Player of the Year that year. And then, I you think know, he got defensive
1: player here, too. I was
0: going to say he was – I remember he was one of the better defenders in the country, but I didn't yeah. know he – yeah. So, he was ACC and uh, ACC Defender of the Year. Uh, crazy. Uh, but I was watching the game, and the play that really sealed it for me that I thought, you know, we took control and we took the hearts out was when, obviously, you hit the step back. So, you jabbed right, step back. But then we went right into the press again. And then they yeah. inbounded it, and you sprinted to half court, saved it out of bounds, threw it off Virginia. Then we yeah. got the ball back right away, and then we inbounded it to Lydon, and he hit a, and three, he hit a right, three, three yeah. right away. So you yeah. hit a three, you got a steal, and then Lydon hit a three, and it went from it was fifty-eight forty-nine, and then it went from fifty-eight to fifty-five in basically yeah. just one one possession. And then they called a timeout, and after that, I just thought that you know, they were done. It was um, it was
1: actually a little shocking how like they didn't handle the pressure. The the maturity of their team and their mm-hmm. guys, it was just very surprising. Like looking mm-hmm. back at it, cause I, I actually watched that game uh, every once in a while. Like mm-hmm. I watch it like fully and mm-hmm. detail it and yeah. like pick it apart a little bit. And mm-hmm. what I had noticed was the first time we played them at Virginia, they were throwing the ball kind of the same way, like over the top. Mm-hmm. And we had, since we were face guarding, we had nobody back there to steal it. because. DC was always so far back, mm-hmm. so I knew like once, once they did it, cause I think they had did it to play before and got a layup or yeah. or so we got, might have got a stop, but they had broke the press really mm-hmm.
0: easy.
1: So I I knew once they did it, somebody would be able to get it, and I was just yeah. having to be able to get to it. So it worked for out couple,
0: for a couple minutes in the second half when obviously we we're in the press, they kept breaking the press and then they would just try and go like two on one, three on two with yeah. our back guys, and they kept missing layups and easy shots, and then we would just get runouts. Um, yep. But if they if they had just pulled it out after they break the press, like goodness, I don't know if we could have came back. Nah, no way. They the clock. Um, Cause I I know Tyler got a steal. Mm-hmm. I got I got one
1: steal, and then I think they missed like two easy layups. Yeah. And then he even they uh, I can't remember who it was, but one of them even traveled on mm. their way to the basket, and it was a turnover. Uh-huh. So it was like the, the press just completely completely demolished them.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know what my favorite play of the game was. The step back. Or when you drove, missed the layup, got your own rebound, faked it,
1: yeah. I think it's that big,
0: one. and he turned around and then he made the <laughs> layup. Um, uh, which yeah. I think then took the lead for us. Um, yeah, I, I think, think
1: it, that was that's my favorite play of it all because yeah. I don't know if anybody notices, but as the ball is coming out the net, I like smacked the ball, into yeah. The crowd.
0: But um, I think we went on, ended up going on like a 25 to 4 run, that's what it was, yeah, and then yep. uh, um. I think they ended up scoring like a couple layups and then we had a bunch of free throws at the end to, to see it. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, after that game, the UNC game, which I kind of don't want to talk about still obsessed me to this day. Um, I was crying in the locker room after the game. I'm not going to lie. But it's all <laughs> right. Um, so I then, we all yeah. But then, uh, so then season ended, how long did it take you to kind of, you know, realize that you were going to go to the draft? Did you know so, right away or did, did, did no. you actually consider, you know, coming back at all?
1: I was 90% coming back to school. Really? that That's something nobody knows. Yeah. I was I was like, I was talking to my mom and dad. They were like, it's whatever you want to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, and I had been talking to people, you know, everyone was like, what are you going to do? How are you feeling? And it's like, well, shit, we were right there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why not go back to school and give it another try? But then, uh, I had a couple people on my ear about you know being a first rounder, mm-hmm. and it's like you pass up the opportunity to go first round right. to go back to school. Mm-hmm. When one, your life will change in a in a in a hurry, and then two, there's no guarantee of one getting back to the final four, and mm-hmm. two you even have a good year. Because we were gonna lo- we were gonna lose a lot. Yeah, uh, losing Mike, losing Trevor,
0: bro. Yeah, we had a right. lot was,
1: Yeah, like, it, there was no guarantee of anything. And we didn't know what we had coming in, especially mm-hmm. not that early. I think John may have been talking about transferring in, but uh, yeah, no one really knew. So yeah. I think it, just, it was a matter of, of me just fully being confident and knowing that I could be a first-rounder and mm-hmm. uh, just believing in myself. Because I didn't really decide until the combine. I had spoke to a few teams. Um, everything went well and got some some really good feedback and was like you know what it, it may be time so once i got that word i didn't even play in the five on five yeah
0: i remember we were texting in our in our gang gang group chat and you were like <laughs> yeah and you were like y'all like y'all like i just got some word like i ain't playing in the five on five anymore like i'm sitting out and uh you texted us like a couple hours later and you were like my bad y'all but i gotta go to the a and yeah I, I do remember and, that. And, and in my head i was like <laughs> In my head, I was like, "What's the A?" And then, like, I kind of just like, I had no idea. I was like, "Is it the NBA?" And then Adrian, I remember Adrian texted you back. And you were like, "You're going to the Hawks?" And you were like, "No, bro. Like, I'm going to the NBA," and like everyone was just like laughing. <smiling. laughs> uh, but I remember that text like it was yesterday. Yeah, um, I do us, remember that. going to the A, and uh, you hadn't made it a, made it public yet. Uh, right. I like, I, yeah. I just want to tell you all first, um, you know, before it gets out. Um, yeah, I, I remember I
1: had to call Coach Behan.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I talked talk to Hop, uh, man, that was tough.
0: Yeah.
1: But then Hop ended up leaving. I don't know if it was that year or was it the year, year? The year
0: after. The year after. Yeah. yeah. yeah mm-hmm. He ended up leaving. So,
1: mm-hmm. man, I'm I'm glad he's doing well too. Yeah.
0: Um, glad they, he's doing well. They kind of struggled this year. Since he's been there, they've been really, really good. Um. Beat a bunch of top teams and stuff like that. So I know he's yeah. doing real well up in Washington. Um, he had like two top ten recruits this year. I think two of the guys will end up being lottery picks this year. Yeah, uh, yeah, and Isaiah Stewart and Jaden McDaniels, but and then you get picked. You got invited to the green room. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Did you? Man, I was. Know in, you were going to get invited. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I had no idea. So uh, my agent called me and he said, "Yo, there's a chance you might get invited to the green room." And I was like, "Really? Mm-hmm. Like you you just talking or or are you serious?" Mm-hmm. He was like, "I'm yeah. serious." So then, uh, I want to say like 30 minutes later, I got it got an email from the NBA mm-hmm. and they, I had got the the invite. So that's awesome. Man, that was, I think that was after I was in Toronto. I definitely was in Toronto. That was after the workout. And I think I had a terrible workout. In
0: Toronto. With the Raptors, yeah.
1: Yeah, terrible. Like I was probably like 10 or 11 workouts in, dead mm-hmm. tired, like just ready to go home mm-hmm. and just call it a day. Yeah. But that, that whole email just changed everything and how I felt mm-hmm. about the whole process. Cause a lot of people don't know that, that process, the NBA process, the pre-draft is it, tough. Yeah. A bunch of travel, mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of workouts. And for the guys that don't know that they're going like top 10 or top whatever, mm-hmm. like you're, you're damn near working out for 15 to 20 teams. So yeah. just imagine the travel, the competition and, and then it being in short span of time. Cause mm-hmm. I know I did all my workouts, like maybe two and a half weeks, three weeks, it was tough.
0: Yeah, I remember having the same conversation with Tyler when he was going through it. Um, and he was telling me, you know, how exhausting it is, the whole thing. Uh, yeah. Were some of your, were most of your workouts with groups or were they individualized?
1: No, all my workouts were, were with groups, two on two or three on three. I, I know. They kill you when you do one on, one on zeros. Yeah. I definitely wasn't trying to do that. Yeah. And I, and I don't think I was, uh, I wasn't high enough in mm-hmm. the draft to do a one on zero. So, mm-hmm. uh, me being able to go out and actually compete against guys, I actually, and one of my workouts, my the first workout I had, I, it was against Malcolm. So yeah, oh. man, it it was tough. The the excitement and the anxiety of it being my mm-hmm. first workout, but went against went against a lot of great great talent mm-hmm. in the workouts. Definitely can't run from anybody in that mm-hmm. unless unless you're a top 5, 10 pick. Mm-hmm. That was fun.
0: Yeah, I'm sure Malcolm wanted some revenge on you. Oh, yeah. No uh, question. Especially, we, we talked about that. that. Yeah. But then people kind of forget about him. He was a second round pick, I'm pretty sure. But then he was rookie of the year. Um, he only averaged like 10 or 11 points, but I think he was just playing so solid. And everyone yeah, else was kind of yeah. struggling. All the other rookies were just kind of struggling that year. He's made a pretty good name for himself now. Um, Man, if, if
1: you can just, if you can fall to a team or get picked by a team that, that has a plan, a true mm-hmm. plan for you, and and really want to invest in you, it doesn't matter when you're picked, first round or second round, because mm-hmm. everything, I think, definitely depends on the situation you go into mm-hmm. and how you approach it. So, I mean, if some teams, that the, the, the 15th pick can go to a team where there's nothing but vets, then your 35th pick can go to a bad team and mm-hmm. they're instantly thrown to fight for minutes. So, it, it definitely, just, definitely just matters on where you fall and, and the situation. Because mm-hmm. all that stuff really does matter.
0: Yeah, I was gonna bring and that up next. Opportunity
1: that you get at that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that too. I was gonna bring that up next, but um, I felt like the Kings pick with you was just a weird pick in general. Obviously, I yeah. still think you. I still think you should be in the NBA. I think you're an NBA player sure. Um, for sure. There's no doubt in my mind that you shouldn't be in the league right now. But they already had so many shooting guards with Buddy and Ben, and I think Aaron Aflalo was on that team. Yeah, um, so, I was so just Buddy confused. wasn't even there
1: yet. That's the that's the crazy part. It was uh, it was me, Ben McLemore, Aaron Aflalo, Garrett Temple mm-hmm. and my, Rudy was at the three. Matt was at the three. Yeah, I think that it was it was four of us at the two. Armory Caspi. So we mm-hmm. had a bunch of wings. So it didn't really make sense. Yeah, but it is what it is. I and still then- feel like if I don't get hurt, though, uh, That year goes completely different.
0: Mm -hmm. So, after they picked you, that's when they traded for Buddy? Say that again? After they picked you, the Kings, they drafted for Buddy after the draft? Because you said he wasn't even there yet.
1: No, he was. uh, There was a trade at the deadline. That's when the markets got traded to New Orleans. uh, He was huge backers in that. So, All Star break. Yeah, All Star break. The trade Mm -hmm. went down. And then once. Once that happened, I had tore my hamstring right mm-hmm. before All Star Break. So I didn't even have a chance to like mm-hmm. play in the second part of the season because right. I had, uh, I kept like re injuring it. Just,
0: mm-hmm. and I was going to say, I felt like, besides from it being a weird pick, that they just never gave you a chance. They never given, you know, an opportunity to show what you can do. Um, right. So it's just a weird situation as a fan just to kind of witness. Yeah.
1: But I, I it's crazy though because, when, because uh, Rudy Gay had tore his Achilles, uh, I want to say sometime in January, I was, I played maybe like 15 to 18 games, like in a rotation in good minutes. Uh, and I played well. So like things were in the right direction, but mm-hmm. me getting hurt just messed everything up because then I was dealing with the same injury from all-star break all the way until like the next September, mm-hmm. right up until training camp. So I didn't work out, I really didn't work out all summer. I got to summer league and got and redid the same thing, tore mm. my hamstring. So it was just, it was terrible. And that, that put me like back a lot, especially mm. not working out. Like if you don't work out in the summer, you just wasting time. So,
0: so how big of how big of an adjustment was it from college to the NBA? Um, just that lifestyle, you know, living in California? You were by yourself most of the time.
1: My rookie year, I was with uh one of my homies from back home. There. Um but then, later down the line i I did bring on being with uh the mother of my child now, so me and her started living together after a while, and then mm-hmm. things just progressed from there. but the lifestyle the main difference was actually traveling so much mm-hmm. like you would be in one city like you'd be in Toronto on a Saturday, and then you wake up on um, on Sunday and you're in d c or something like this yeah. there's really no stopping and There's no one to tell you to do this and do that. Like, Mm -hmm. all right, practice at 11, you get there, you do what you got to do, and that's it. Like, Mm -hmm. so much more free time. There's no class, study hall, Mm -hmm. none of that stuff. So No
0: Beth. Man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no Beth.
1: (laughs) No Beth at all. Yeah. So then, like, you just really got to know how you want to do things, and, you know, you got to take care of your body, of course. And just – being able to grocery shop on your own, like mm-hmm. stuff you didn't have, like, you know, we could just go to, to uh area and eat yeah, if we wanted to. So right. you gotta definitely take care of that type of stuff. But it was definitely an adjustment, especially I, I was 19 at the time or 20 mm-hmm. at the time. So basically a kid coming mm-hmm. into a grown man's world. So yeah. it was definitely a tough adjustment, but yeah. looking back at it now, I would do a lot of things different, but mm-hmm. uh, I would definitely keep it similar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. I've definitely learned learned a lot about the business aspect of the NBA. So, knowing what I know now, there's definitely a ton of things I do a little different.
0: It must be so difficult, you know, such a young age, living on your own. Um, You got no Joe Fields texting you. You know, you got to be here, here, here at eight o'clock, nine o'clock. Yo, Malley, got to be here at noon, whatever. Uh, So I'm sure that's a big adjustment. Uh, But you know, hopefully, we could have a you have a big summer this summer in the TBT. Bayheims Army, Um, just want to talk about that a little bit and your excitement and the team we got. I feel like we got a really good team and uh, hopefully we can bring home the money this year.
1: Man, I'm excited. Uh, I'm definitely excited. I've been working hard trying to prepare Mm -hmm. for it because, you know, we're not knowing when the NBA season is going to start, like basketball and sports in general was just on pause. So just to know that we're about to actually go there and play, and just to have an opportunity to put on that orange again, is, right. and go out there with Tyler, and and even being able to play with Eric, you mm-hmm. know, like the older guys that have that basically kind of paved the way. Mm-hmm. So it's, I'm excited, uh, and I can't wait to, to to just put the uniform back on. And he blessed me with the 23.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, so I'm, I'm
1: definitely excited. Uh, I mm-hmm. think we definitely have a great chance. We have a good team. Uh, and I think we can do something special.
0: Yeah, I remember we used to play pickup in the summer against you know Eric and, and Dina, yeah. um and uh, and Hakeem and stuff like that. Uh, but then you know now we got some younger guys this year with you and Andrew and John and yeah. uh, and, T- and Tyler. So hopefully we can make some noise. Um, For sure, I, I definitely
1: think we have a good uh, a good enough team to win it. Uh, mm-hmm. We got the right pieces, mixture um, of young and old. You mm-hmm. know. Uh, the Quiet Assassin, Brandon Trish, Trish yeah, uh, D Nick. I definitely think we can make some noise, man, for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, there's, I know there's a lot of good teams, but you know, I think we got the right pieces to win it all. So, sure. Uh, I know we haven't seen each other in a few years, so that'll be fun. Right. You know, being on the man, court. Man,
1: it's going to be great to link up again. Yeah, man. yeah, for sure. be great.
0: I know we've been meaning to to link up the past few summers to get a workout in, but yeah, um, man, I, so I know good. we'll be able so to get in. It works out perfect. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll be, be able to get. get yep. Yeah. We'll be able to get on the court in, in a week from tomorrow, I think it is. Uh, yeah. So it should be fun. So uh, that's all I got for you. Um, but, Matt, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. First ever Thank guest. Thanks uh, for having good, me, man. I uh, definitely appreciate it. Yeah, I really appreciate your time, and uh, I'll see you in a week. So let's go get yes, this sir. money. Let's go get this money, bro.
1: Yes, sir. All right. Time for the rebound. He's not going to
0: get it. Ooh, here oh, here we go. Belby. Well, Sean Belby all alone. Three different walk-ons oh, in the oh, scoreboard. Boy. Oh, Dave.